0: Welcome to GP's Pangeo Perspectives, your guide to global growth, where we explore opportunities and ideas that come with global team building, business expansion, and compliance for companies everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone. Pangeo is an idea inspired by the 300-million-year-old supercontinent Pangea, when the Earth's landmasses were united as one. Today, the world is reuniting once again as businesses everywhere seek opportunities beyond borders and boundaries. So let's explore the future of business with voices from around the world as we look for success we all can share. Welcome to GP's Pangeo Perspectives, your guide to global growth. As today's global economy becomes more mature, a new global mindset is setting in for companies of all sizes who realize that opportunities to enter new markets and compete on a global scale are now available to everyone. But growth can mean something different to companies over time. So how do their strategies have to shift to match? In this episode, we'll explore the promise of global growth technology. A new category of AI-fueled SaaS-based tech built to help companies achieve growth at any stage. From startups looking for top global talent to make crucial first hires, To mid sized companies planning to expand quickly to hit their stride, and to large enterprises who need growth at scale, all while navigating cultural differences, compliance concerns, geopolitical risks, and more. Joining me today are GP's Chief Product and Strategy Officer, Nat Natarajan, and Chief Human Resource Officer, Richa Gupta, to share their real world experiences and insights on what companies of all sizes need to scale up and achieve sustainable growth in new markets. Nat and Richa, it's great to have you on the show.
2: Welcome. Thank you, and hello. I'm excited to be on the show with you today.
0: Thank you, Thomas. Happy to be here.
2: Great. All right. Well, listen, let's dive in. Nat,
1: growth is the word on everyone's lips at GP. And as companies of all sizes have started to embrace the tools and technology of global success, we've started talking about a new category global growth technology, built to serve companies of all sizes even better. So, Nat, could you tell us a bit about global growth technology and where it's leading?
2: Absolutely, Thomas. Thank you. You mentioned companies all over the globe are trying to grow globally. I think access to talent is there across the globe. And global growth technology really helps make it easier for companies to access their talent across the globe. Through the pandemic, we found we had to invent ways to work with each other. But we also found that we had access to talent and we could actually leverage the talent. So global growth technology really tries to make the business infrastructure for companies easier to hire and find people across the globe. Not only hire and find them, but also manage them through a very compliant platform. So we have done this for the last 11 years. Nicole, our founder, started this business. So it wasn't a fad or wasn't a COVID idea. It was even before that. And we have now invented this employer of record category. And now we're reinventing this category called Google Growth Technology. Again, business infrastructure for global growth, which is highly compliant and makes it easier for you to grow your talent globally. Fantastic. Great. So it's easy to think of growth as a line on a business
1: chart going up and up, let's hope, right? But the idea of growth truly means something different to every single company out there, right, Richard?
0: Absolutely, Taiwan. And there are so many different dimensions of that growth, right? So it could mean growth of your profits, growth of your teams, growth of your market share, your product suite and tech stack, your customers and partners, even growth of your company's purpose and mission from being a local, regional purpose to a global purpose. And of course, growth of your footprint as your company expands its wings. Well, what's interesting about all of these dimensions of growth and the concept of growth is That a company, one company, can be in multiple growth stages all at once. So you can be in mature markets. You could be trying to break into new markets at the same time. You could have a lot of mature and core products, and you could be trying to build new products and adjacencies to grow your company differently. So when we see growth for a company, it is anything they do to deliver on their promise to their customers and take their vision farther.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting because there's all different stages of growth within a company and those growth goals and next steps change as you grow from a startup to a mid-market business to an enterprise level business. Right, Richa?
0: Absolutely. I mean, companies at different stages have very different growth needs. It could be for a startup looking to capture top global talent to make their first crucial hires to mid-sized companies who are expanding quickly to hit their strides, they have a proven product and a concept and a set of referenceable customers, but they're trying to expand into new markets to large enterprises who need growth at scale, right? Scale is very important for them. So you might be acquiring as a large enterprise, you might be acquiring new businesses globally to grow your adjacencies in organic ways, for example. And irrespective of what a company size you are, you might be doing all of this while navigating cultural differences and managing complexities of doing business internationally.
1: Yeah, which isn't always easy. I always think of the three Cs, issues of the three Cs, the complexity, the compliance, and the cost involved. So, all right, well, listen, it's very interesting stuff at all the different levels of growth, but that's a lot of ground, that for any technology to cover. So what's the plan here? How can we bring more power to the global growth game, but also keep things simple for companies to focus on their business, and do what they do best.
2: You know, this global growth technology is not just about technology. It's about technology and people. I think we, we are in the people business. We help companies grow globally, whether it's, you know, one person or 100 people or thousands of people that you want to grow. We want to make sure that you have the right compliant business infrastructure to make it easier. So Nicole started this company almost 11 years back, and we have HR talent, compliance talent in 180 jurisdictions that we do business in. So we are combining that, right? So we're taking the knowledge that we've learned over this last eleven years, and we are creating a SaaS platform which is AI driven to actually marry the to marry the people knowledge that we've learned and with the latest technology that is available today to create this global growth technology platform, which really enables businesses to grow globally easier. So we want to do the hard work because we are in the people business. We want to make sure we're compliant. We are taking the intelligence that we have gathered, the knowledge that we have gathered over the last 11 years, and then baking it into this SaaS-based platform called global growth technology. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Richard, you know, we have employed in 40 countries today for GP. What are some of the big challenges you see as a head of HR for us?
0: There are many. So let me give you a sneak peek into <laughs> my, my day-to-day So when it comes to expansions of the companies and GP in itself, right? So my first objective and challenge is, how do I stay aligned with the leaders, with my CEO, with all of you as an executive team on the location strategy and workforce expansion? What are we going to do? Where are we going to sell? Where are we going to expand? And how do I help replicate and launch our workforces to enable that growth, right? So that's my first challenge. The other thing is, I need data. I need global insights on my fingertips so accessibility of talent currently not just availability of talent those are two different things talent can be available in certain markets but it might or might not be accessible because there could be high demand of certain types of talent in certain countries so how do I identify where's the accessible talent what are the geopolitical risks what are the costs of those expansions what is the future availability how are the universities in certain jurisdictions are training for the future skills that my business will need, right? My third challenge is then how do I after I've identified where do I want to expand, how do I actually launch my workforce in geographies, right? So how do I expand in compliant way, how do I pay, hire, do taxes, compliance etc. and do I take the employer burden on my shoulders or do I engage with a trusted partner in building that infrastructure after I have that, after I have a team launched, then my challenge as a CHR is, how do I keep everybody going? How do I keep my dispersed teams aligned, motivated, productive in a remote-first environment? So my challenges are multifold. So how are you going to help me, in That
2: Those are the products that we want to create. We want to make it easier, right? We want to give you a single pane of glass. We want to integrate different data sources because for anything, whether it's salary benchmarking, right, or access to talent, there is no single data source which gives you all this information, especially with globally dispersed teams. So we're trying to make it simpler to bring all this information together, bring all this data together, give you as a head of HR of a fast-growing company like GP access to them in one place. So then you can make the right decisions to empower the team and to engage the team. So we try to make your life easier. That's what we're trying to do, simple. A day in the life of Richa sounds pretty
1: hectic and a lot on her plate.
0: And to build on Nat's point around simplicity as a CHRO, I'm also looking for that one-stop shop. After I've identified where to launch, do I do it myself? Do I engage with 10, 15 partners who can bring all of those capabilities to me? Or do I work with one or two of those trusted partners who can be the aggregators of all things I need to actually hire and launch my workforce internationally in a compliant way?
1: Yeah. Simplify. You want to have it all in one place, one-stop shopping, as you said. Nat, it seems that being able to adapt quickly, both culturally and from a compliance standpoint, is really
2: key here. Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, look, the complexities that come, like Richard mentioned, with hiring someone in a different country or in a different jurisdiction, there are many. So we we want to make sure that the business infrastructure that we have, or we enable through global growth technology, simplifies it for an HR professional, for a finance professional, for a legal person trying to help a company grow globally. So we do a lot of work. Richa is a subject matter expert for us. As she scales and grows, we take her knowledge and what she's learning in terms of benefits or challenges with offboarding somebody in a certain jurisdiction, and we try to build it into the software in a fashion which is easy to use. So onboarding a professional, adding personal data, adding benefits to them, is easy for a customer in any jurisdiction in the 180 that we have. So just bringing this sort of compliance concept and making it easy for you to understand what it means for you as a company to grow, that's what we do is to take the knowledge that Richa and her team have built across the last 11 years and creating a simple platform and simple product flows so you can scale. You don't have to worry about it. We do the worrying for you. We make sure that you're completely compliant. So you can do your business, you can hire the best people you can, and you can grow your business.
1: Okay, wow, very interesting. So let's talk about this idea that we're helping companies achieve success at any stage, right? Starting with the startups. Yes, companies can take their ideas global almost from the start, but the teams still have to start small, right? Richard, could you tell us about the mindset of today's startups and what new businesses face in their first team-building steps towards global growth?
0: It's a good question, Thomas. And as I think about it, two thoughts come to mind. First, as a startup, as you're thinking about expanding globally, your first few hires are truly critical to the success of your young company. So remember, you only launch well once. And failed launches are quite expensive financially as well as reputationally. So choosing the right leadership talent that knows the local and regional nuances of launching a business in new markets But also have that global mindset to connect the global dots broadly is fairly important. Second thing is, if you're a startup just trying to expand your wings, it is really critical that you remain hyper-focused on making your business work. You're still refining your vision. You're still evolving and creating new products. You're still establishing yourself in key markets, and you're still pivoting where necessary. You're learning and pivoting. So you need a lot of support to find, hire, and manage your teams because you're still trying to gain a foothold for success.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great point. So thinking both globally and locally, and I would think hiring local teams so that you set yourself up for success and launch well successfully on the outset. You know,
2: one thing to add, whether you're a startup and you have one person you're hiring in a new country or a new jurisdiction, or you're a large company who's also hiring in a small or a new jurisdiction, or new country, the challenges of compliance, infrastructure, making sure that you have the right cultural nuances, they're very similar. So what we are seeing is, you know, if we can create infrastructure, which makes it easy, so the small startup can have the same scale as a large company, and a large company can have the agility of technology to move quickly, It really brings a playing field down for global growth. Which wasn't the case previously, right? It just wasn't available to the startups to do that. Or large companies. I think, you know, now we have an opportunity to make it easier. So this business infrastructure for global growth is applicable to small companies, mid-sized companies, large companies, and just removes the barrier and focuses on your business. Like what Richard said, focus on your business, focus on what makes you successful. And you don't have to worry about being compliant in a new country. We do that for you. Yeah, huge advantage.
1: Well, Nat, could you tell us a little bit about the key products and tools that a
2: startup might need in particular? It starts with having an employment contract, which is legally compliant in the jurisdiction you're so trying to hire. So that's the start of it. That's how we started a business with an employment of record, and we create a compliant contract. But it's not just a contract. Then you need to have the right handbooks, the right benefits, the right compliant way to take care of the employees. So that is part of the whole suite that we manage. And then you may want to add contractors in addition to your full-time roles in that region. And we also seen growing global, you also you know, worry about things like IT, you worry about visas, mobility, you worry about real estate in areas where you don't have a lot of expertise. So I think we provide that full surround sound, like Nicole Price calls it, to help you with global growth. But we start with what you actually need to hire somebody put feet on the ground in the uh, place you want to hire and make sure that they're compliantly managed through their life cycle. That's great. I love that surround sound. Richa, so how
1: can mid-sized companies differentiate themselves from larger competitors and achieve growth in larger, more developed markets? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Absolutely. So the mid-market companies, Thomas, are the ones that have, again, proven their products. They've proven their business models and they're ready to launch. They're ready to run. So what that means is you're growing your teams, you're finding new markets, you're expanding quickly and smartly. So agility is the name of the game, right? When you're growing and and staying ahead of your competition, so that's one thing that truly differentiates you. Amongst other prerequisites to enable the competitive edge, and you're paving the path for you as a mid-sized company to being a large enterprise, they need a new level of HR support, right? So as you scale more into the mid-market, come as a mid-market company you suddenly find yourself in new territories of managing, hiring, onboarding, paying smartly and competitively. You're worrying about health and safety regulations. You're worrying about compliance landscape like you never had to do before. You're thinking about pay equity globally differently, right? As you grow into other countries and get beyond a certain number of headcount in certain jurisdictions. So you're doing all of that while you're also thinking about bridging cultural gaps differently. You're thinking about your business operations and communications routines globally differently. So all signs of success, but these challenges still must be mastered, right? And once mastered, all of these combined provide you the differentiation from your large competitors.
1: So you can really focus on building and growing your business, right? And not the other complexities. Okay, Nat, so what are some of the strategies that large enterprises can use to manage the risks associated with global expansion, such as compliance and employee lifecycle management?
2: You know, it's hard for any one company to know everything about any way to do business across the globe. So, Rich, I mentioned this earlier, but it's good to have a partner by your side. And it's good to have a partner who has done business like this. And we have employees, our own employees in 40 countries. We have professionals in close to 180 countries. So we've had that scale and expertise. And not today, you know, it's not a thing that happened during COVID. For the last 11 years, we've been building this, right? So leveraging something like this, a partner like this, is a really good step for you to accelerate your global growth. Secondly, some people want to have their own entities for various reasons but it's still complex to manage, right? How do you offer equity in a market which you're not familiar with? What kind of benefits are essential to be compliant in a certain jurisdiction? So these kind of things, which are nuances based on where you hire talent, you need a trusted partner, a trusted advisor to help you grow, right? So the strategy, whether you're a small company or a big company, you want to pick the right partner to help you scale, If you want to do it yourself, it may take a long period of time. So if you want to quickly grow, my advice is strategically look at a partner who will scale with you, who's had this experience, who's using technology, who will make your journey a lot faster.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense, Nat. Not to go it alone and work with a trusted partner makes all the difference when you're expanding internationally. Richa, what role do partnerships and collaborations play in facilitating growth for growing companies today? They're not just for big companies anymore, are they?
0: Absolutely. I think the global expansions are no longer a privilege just for the scaled and big. Anybody has access to those, especially with the ecosystem that is evolving around all things global expansions. I think that covered the prerequisites really well. There's only one aspect of the role of partnerships and collaboration that I would like to share here as a strategy and approach for our customers and whoever is listening. It is the gold standard. I think compliance is the key. The right partner, the trusted partner, what does that mean? As an employer, as a customer, you don't want to be on the other side and the wrong side of compliance. International law is very, very complex. So how do you find a collaborator, a partner who truly, truly understands the core of compliance, global compliance, who understands all of the complexities that come with launching an international workforce and can really keep you safe and secure. So that would be just another dimension of successful partnerships and collaborations that I would describe.
1: All right, great. Listen, last question for you both. It seems that at any stage, the keys to growth are about having both a growth mindset and a global mindset. So you really can't separate the two. How can companies and entrepreneurs identify new market opportunities and or assess their potential for success in a new region. What's your advice for companies out there who are trying to determine which next step is right for them on their own unique growth journey? Richard, do you want to start, maybe?
0: Absolutely. And at GP, we recently did a global growth report, interviewed and researched a lot of our customers, prospects, professionals, and others in the industry. One thing is very, very clear that the future is global. So my first advice to the companies is acceptance around that. Nearly 80% of all global employees want to work for a global company. So that fact is out there. It's up to us to adopt or ignore, but ignoring it is not going to help. So it's here. The data tells the truth. The second thing is the labor shortage, right? So about 77% of our executives that we have researched, they say it is really difficult to find skilled talents in their existing market. So going global and dipping into the global talent pool, again, it's not a privilege, it's not a choice. We've got to do it if you've got to expand globally. So two facts, again, four out of five employees globally are looking to work for a global company and there is talent shortage. So if you bring the two together, Going global, expanding internationally is really not a choice if you are an ambitious growth-oriented company.
2: Yeah, that states it pretty clearly. Nat, what are your thoughts? Just add to a few things. I think even though it is complex to grow globally, which outlined some of the challenges, but I think technology is coming to the rescue, to be honest. It's reducing barriers. I think no conversation is complete without talking about artificial intelligence and what things like ChatGPT are doing. But they're really helping you know, to bring down the barrier of doing business as you expand globally. And I think companies then focus on what do I need to do to grow my product, to grow my service, to grow my solution, and less about the complexity of hiring and growing talent globally. So I think technology is really helping with this challenge and helping companies grow. So I think adopting partners who have the right technology in place, which will help you, I think that's a good strategy for you to grow your business.
1: Yeah, that's a great way to wrap it up. Listen, very inspirational conversation and so much to consider with the promise of global growth technology, allowing companies of all sizes, small, medium, and large enterprises to scale up and achieve sustainable growth in new markets. From what Richard said, Nat said, it's not an option anymore. It really is a part of what you have to do to be a part of the global community. I want to thank you both for sharing your time and expertise today. And I look forward to some more great conversations down the road. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review to help us reach new listeners. And of course, follow us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you prefer to watch, please visit us at g-p.com slash podcasts. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you.